I am your host, Jonathan Humphreys. Welcome to the Hokuso Conversation. These are unfiltered conversations with people sharing their life journeys and learnings to help us become better versions of ourselves. It is my absolute pleasure to introduce you to my guest today, Jochen Renz. Jochen is general manager of the Renaissance Hotel in Zurich. The Renaissance is a 252-room full-service hotel listed as a five-star in the new business district of Hardbrucker. So why are we covering a specific hotel? Because we are looking for solutions on how we can transform hospitality. Jochen has done this through implementing an agile philosophy and mindset within the organization and with his teams. This conversation will be an exploration of why this particular approach and how it works in practice which we believe could become a case study for other hospitality institutions worldwide. For those of you not familiar with the Renaissance brand, it is one of Marriott International's 30 brands worldwide. And to date, Marriott International is one of the largest hotel companies with over 7,000 hotels and 1.4 million rooms and around about 150,000 associates. Jokin's background is in hospitality and sales and marketing with Movenpick and SV Group which is listed on the Swiss Stock Exchange. He recently completed his executive MBA, where he specialized in agile operations. So Jochen, for context, these last few years have been pretty challenging for the hospitality sector. It's been one of the most impacted sectors, as we know. Tell us about this particular hotel in terms of what happened during this crisis, the opening, the closing, um, the impact on the operations um, for the listeners. Thank you very much, Jonathan. First of all, thank you very much for having me here. It's a great pleasure for me to give a bit insights about the Renaissance uh, Zurich Tower Hotel and uh, the way we work. The last years was in an incredible changing world. I, I took over the hotel uh, one year ago, uh, more, a little bit more than one year ago, and it was closed. So it was uh, having one of the largest five-star hotels in a closed situation and taking over it's a bit of a weird situation. It was, uh, and um, I was before also responsible for the courtyard by Marriott Zurich North, which is another four-star hotel in Zurich, um, and which I take the entire um, COVID uh, journey by myself. So we started to look on all the processes, um, cutting down um, all the the processes what we what we have in place. That's that starts from a night cleaner. That starts from a from a breakfast service person. That starts from a, from a kitchen. So everything we did. We need to to rethink, and that in a in a quite a fast pace. And uh, that happened to a situation that we came in 2020, which were uh, I was the one and only in the hotel, so running all of that processes. But that keeps us wake up to really think when we coming back in a later stage of situation, what we need to to implement at what stage. And it was basically a, a good training, which we gave us a, a good proof on the value chain. When we take services, why we are doing that services and, and what is the impact for the guest? Because uh, the first guest experienced the breakfast which was just one croissant. And we moved up to a full breakfast uh, buffet later on. Um, but the way together was kind of the interesting. And um, today we are running both hotels uh, in, in Zurich. Um, uh, in a way, we can say we are we are much more customer oriented and all, everything we did in our processes is much more on the point of the of the customer than i think that i have done or that we have done it before wonderful i like this idea in some ways as tragic as the last few years have been for the hospitality business 
opening a hotel again from scratch gave you a clean sheet with which to rethink what was actually possible. And I think you mentioned that when you opened the hotel, there was literally yourself and a, a few staff to start with. Is that correct? We started with three people. I was the front office manager. I was one person in the kitchen. I was me and myself running between both of them and then and welcomed the first uh, 12 guests. So that's how we started in a 300-room hotel, which is um, basically quite a low number. And then... But that was also the, the chance we had because um, uh, starting from scratch, starting from the minimum, that allows you to communicate very close to the, to the team. And that allows you also on a second point to everything you are doing is a, is a journey which you know and the team knows as well that it's going into a right direction. It's moving forward. Yeah. And we took that spirit very, very much. And then later on, we implemented then into a new way of work. Wonderful. So Jochen, let's talk about Agile to give some more context before we go into how you actually did it. Your introduction to this whole environment, and let's talk about VUCA a little bit, was partly driven by your executive MBA to a certain extent, but you've always had an interest in this volatility and uncertainty. So maybe just for some context, you know, for the audience, let's talk about VUCA, what it means, and also how you introduced to this and how it started to shift your mindset yeah. in terms of what could be possible. VUCA itself is, I think that when we break it down, it's the world we are living. Huh? So we're having uh, changes from one day to another. It's a very uncertainty, which is driven by the business, which, which keeps us always, uh, needs to keep us uh, awake, how we do things tomorrow, because they are surely different than we do it today. And that's also a bit of the way we work with each other. So what I learned from the past is uh, hospitality industry by its classical thing is you're having a strict top-down one, you have the, the power is, is uh, sitting at the top and you drive it down. That's what we learned. And, and I experienced, especially when I took over the second hotel, that this part of we are communicating or we are working together is, is quite different. Huh? And I think when we see VUCA today in a hospitality industry, that's just the, the pure thing is we don't know what it's by tomorrow. And we need to be the heads up to adapt it. And all the decision things, the decision trees, what we have done, we need to break it down to the point where the customer sits and it's, on, it's a lot of in the daily operation. So we learn very much from a daily operation today how we use it for the customers for tomorrow. So let's go back to the operations and let's have the story from your side of how you started to implement this agile thinking and kind of how you brought in some of your theory and applications into the operational environment. When I look on my, my own journey, I think a lessons learned I have done it was you need to look back into the, the days of Mumpik. I was uh, responsible for the sales, um, uh, had the sales managers behind me, and then I moved to, took over later on also the rooms division part. So, and that was a quite an interesting experience from my own leadership experience because I had the sales manager, which was very much KPI driven. So you have your numbers right. Then I took over, come into a world where we experience that we have drivers driving a shuttle bus. We have a front desk associates. And I experienced on that point very much that it's impossible to lead everyone with the same. I can't lead the driver with KPIs. That's, that's impossible. So, um, but I still want him to have him motivated and I started there very much to look very much into the people. 
well, who is it, who is driving it, uh, what's the purpose for it, um, why, how can I motivate them? And I think that was a really an interesting lessening to look carefully of each and every one to drive its best um, for the company. And when I took over the Renaissance Hotel, the only thing with, uh, as we have also gone very down from the, from the numbers, the only thing I was really knowing, I need each and every one into that uh, team to bring that to life and bring it into a good stage. So we need to, from the very beginning, we started to look very carefully to each and every one and try to get them on board into the journey of the Renaissance after the two times closing 11 months uh, dark uh, scenery. And um, I think to, to get those transparency and to having them, that was the first step we have done. We implemented chats. Everyone has it, the full transparency of what we know today. We uh, started a new communication platform, which was basically at the beginning WhatsApp, where we started to involve everyone. And, um, and, and so we, we came into the one that everyone had from the very beginning of the opening, the feeling, I'm a part of this journey and a part of this team. And also my opinion counts. Later on, we needed to stop that WhatsApp because it was going fully abroad and you find a new communication uh, flow channel. But um, at the end, it was the first step of going into an HR direction with the team. Yeah, that's that's really good. Just um, talk about the Cinefin model mm -hmm. and how this relates to hospitality. A Cinefin model it describes you a little bit the way of tasks we're having in the world. We have easy tasks, which is... Uh, Putting something from A to B, that's very clear for everyone. We have complicated tasks. That is, you know how to do it, like building a car, but you need to have a good description onto it. And it's not everyone can do it. He needs to be have specific tasks he needs to do at a specific time. And then we have, um, on, the, on the left-hand side, we have uh, often a complex situation, like a check-in, like conversation with a guest, where you don't know at the very beginning who is the mood of the guests and you don't know at the very beginning who is the, the mood of the of the employee itself. And they need to find themselves by together. So you can't write an, an SOP for, for that moment when people meet each other because every time it's different. Also, when we meet today, next time it's a different. And I think, especially on the, on a, if you're looking on the Cinefin model, I think we need to understand that the, the way we do it is extremely complex and we need to bring to the team to understand the points of communication very, very deep and also bring every time it's learning from the self. Sometimes a guest would like to have a quick check-in. Sometimes they, they, they rather to spend time when they have a, a successful day or a bad day. Both can, uh, can go in both directions. And we need to bring the team to getting them the power to understand and to adapt it every time at every check-in. I think what's interesting uh, around the industry today is that there is a drive for more flexibility within the operations, there's a drive for more profitability from the owners. There's also a war for talent. And, and also that means it's a challenge finding the talent, attracting them to the sector, because historically the sector has really been pretty tough place to work. It's very, very demanding. It hasn't had the best reputation uh, for pay. And then we've got the move into technology, which is this opportunity to kind of automate a lot of processes. Now, going back to this whole complex situation at the moment, we have in many instances, we have and two, let's say two individuals, mm -hmm. we have a guest and we have an employee. And depending on what's happened in the last hour or two hours or three hours of their day, it can 
significantly inf- affect that interaction to make it highly complex. It can go very well or it can maybe not go so well mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. both of those uh, two characters in this particular interaction are bringing with them their own human elements. Yeah. Now, obviously, with the move of technology and automating process, you could potentially eliminate let's say the employee interaction and then the the customer would just interact with technology it would make it less complex but then we're moving towards an environment so what is hospitality hospitality is ultimately the interaction with two humans so therefore we want to keep the interaction with human beings because that's what creates the experiences for us as human beings but we want to also make sure that those employees are in the best possible position and state that they can interact with the guest in the best possible way. And and we know today that these guests are arriving. We don't know what frame of mind they're going to be in. That, you know, they could be extremely stressed because of the travel and all the regulations and then the challenges with all the certifications and tests and the uncertainties of being mm-hmm. away from home. The stress levels of guests today are, I would argue, a lot higher than they have been in the past. And that compounded with the challenges that the employees are having in their own environments at home creates an additional level of stress. You've got kind of two stressed, potentially human beings interacting with each other, which can create a high impact on the service element. So what I like about what you're doing here is you're creating an environment, a work environment, which is essentially open in terms of communication and allows the employees to really feel part of something that gives them a higher purpose in their work. It's not just a job. I'd like to explore this a little bit further. And mm-hmm. There are, at least the way I perceive it, there are three different elements and three different, let's call them tiers, about how we can all think about our kind of work environment. And the first is, it's a job, right? I come to work, I do what I'm told and I deliver and I go home and I get some money, right? That's right. Yeah. That's a job. Yeah. The second element is, well, there are opportunities for me. And if I do well, maybe I progress to those opportunities. Okay. Yeah. And the, the third, and arguably the best, is really my purpose. I have a purpose here. It's actually fulfilling and I can really contribute to something yeah. that is greater. In this particular instance, it's the whole customer and and guest experience, but it's also the employee experience whilst they're at work. So I know that that is a question that you've been asking yourself, Mm -hmm. how you can address that within your teams. It's about, why am I here? This is what I'm sure the employees, why why am I here? Why am I bothering to come to work? What is my purpose within my work environment? And what am I feeling? And how does that apply in terms of my interactions with my colleagues and um, the customers. So I was wondering if we could kind of go into that direction Mm -hmm. because this whole agile philosophy allows for some of these questions to be answered. The first of the three things is the number three. If you want the number three to see everyone starting with a leadership, you need to have the true point that you think that everyone and everyone comes to work with his highest motivation. Yeah. You need to believe into your team that they really want to, to make the difference and that they are able to do that. And then you need to, if you have that feeling and you don't think, oh, they just come to work and I just pay them the salary. If you have the feeling they are part of it and they really want to bring themselves in into a right direction. I think that's the first stage how you need to view the people. 
What we have done is we started then into a process where we said, okay, we have um, different scenarios and different settings. We need to change the organization, let's say from a hierarchic organigram, and we say to the team, we are not working hierarchic, you're working as a football team. And especially on that point, we have two shift meetings where everyone comes to work and they meet in the morning behind the reception and they put their picture on a wall and they are part of that football team in that morning. And um, if you have a problem, it's not that they should call the manager and he's calling another manager and they're calling down. They know who is playing next to them and how could address them. So if the reception is has a queue, they do not call the manager. They call maybe the restaurant, um, which is also trained for check-in and check-out. And when you're doing that, you're creating a, a team spirit, which is on the floor, which is very close working together. And what we said as a second step from every shift we having a football team plate we want to have a let's say a shift report or a team uh, how, how was it how what what was your subjective experience on that day and how did you experience um, the situation from the guests the mood in the hotel did you have some some shortages or did we have some improvement ideas and and we triggered that this was was a bit work at the beginning to get that every day from every shift to get really their opinion of the team. And we have seen that this was running when the team have seen, oh, there is a what's in it for me. And the what's in it for me, I can make you an example on that. We had, a let's say, an evening shift, um, which was really, we have a, maybe a bit um, short stuff. We have complicated guests and we reported into the shift report. We have seen three, four hours later, the early shift breakfast chat tool, which we're using technology quite, quite strong and, I have noted down the guests. I have reserved a specific table um, for them to to make a special moment, and they experienced that this is is into the benefit of the guests because the guest was like, "Wow, I had a complaint yesterday evening. It was, was not well," and they recognized five hours later at breakfast and mentioned, "Look, we have not done it right yesterday, but we we're doing better it it today." And and that was like. The team experience, then it's great because the, the reason why we are here is we like nice moments. So we are, hospitality is, is an, creating moments which is memorable and it, it's very easy. And we find a way of communication using technology and putting the team into a into a new context that we can we can make that moments in a structured way and allows us to adapt extremely fast, which is the basis of agile. Is uh, is a seen it adapted. And when we're coming later, a week later, and we maybe still get a negative comment, we know it by 90%. Who was it? What was it? And what have we done already in advance? Because if you're looking into the past, you're looking for some reviews two weeks later. You're asking, oh, what was there? Oh, it was not good. Okay, what what can we do there? And if you are understanding to implement or change something, it's four weeks later, which are much faster. Another example, we had the breakfast uh, lady. She noted... Uh, that at 6.30, the group was already at breakfast and we had the group for three days and she requested to change the, uh, the opening hours uh, for the breakfast for the day or the two days later on the same stage. And we switched it immediately at the point. So, and it was not a management decision. This was from a, from a waiter at the service who just was open enough and took the responsibility to chat it. Yeah. And when we have those internal view, we can adapt very, very fast on that point into the favor of all employees and the guests. I think that's a really good example. I think there's a couple of elements here. One is there's a shift from the individual as in I'm alone and I've got to do my job yeah. to I'm part of a team and it's all about performance. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I'm, I'm part of a collective and I've got a role within the team, but at the same time we can shift positions within the team to fulfill the overall needs of the guests, that particular 
day or even that particular shift, yeah. right? Because we're working together. So I think that element is very powerful because also then what you also get is within that individuals by themselves, they may not be feeling great when they turn up for work, but they know that they're going to be part of a team and they can also communicate that to each other and say, look, this has been pretty tough. I'm probably going to be in a difficult situation today. I need some backup mm -hmm. or in another situation, maybe there's pressure within one particular area of the operations and other areas of the operations are completely, nothing's happening, Yeah, right? They're just kind of sitting there waiting for something to happen. And I'm sure that that element plays out as well, where there is just then the dynamic switch, even from one department to another to help support each other, because it's this collective team attitude of we've just got to perform. Have you seen this come through as well? Yeah, and, and, and you mentioned at the very beginning also those uh, very important points, the performance of in a profit and loss statement is... Uh, Because when you're looking in, into a normal way, you see everyone is scheduling his team plus to cover also the rush times. And when you're having all the teams together, like a, like a football team, you cover the rush times completely different. Because normally you have, uh, let's say, for 200 check-ins, you would have five at the front desk, you would have five at the restaurant, X, Y, Z. Yeah. And when you're looking into a team um, on that point, you're looking not how much do I need to cover the peaks, you're looking... How do I shift myself and how is the flow of the guests? So, for example, when we're having from five to seven, we have a queue at the reception. We can, of course, send from the, from the restaurant someone there to cover that particular peak. And the what's in it for me, for those person moving from the restaurant to the front desk for those two hours and going later on is basically also that moment with the guest. If you check in one at five o'clock and you see him later at the restaurant, Of course, you have already a personal connection. Was everything fine with the room? Did you feel comfortable? And most probably, and what we have seen extremely, is people who have those experience and create this connection, they are very generous to our team members. So, and uh, maybe they give you a little bit more at the end of the restaurant um, visit um, like you had before. On the other perspective, also what you mentioned on that point is when you're having a shift report and that's, the team is very honest on that. Uh, so they also write you down When they are not satisfied, and we had the beginning when we when we started to implement to insist of having subjective feedback because you're getting also subjective feedback from the guests every day, so we need to allow the team also to give us subjective feedback. How did they experience? Then we have seen we have come to a moment that they also starting to to criticize. That's okay. And then we have department heads who said, "Ah, oh, he's look how how hard he was writing to my department." X Y Z. And um, uh, we need to find a way there because they are not allowed to. It's exactly now the time you need to moderate that. That's how the team on the other side, if a guest is writing you, I make an example, the food is not good, you accept it from the guest. If an employee is, is writing you, the food was not good because then, then, then you're starting now in a conversation with me and said we need to, to insist there. And that was the strongest change of the leadership team to allow also feedback from the bottom up, use it as a benefit and go into a conversation with them. They looked with each and every team member how we can make it better. And they committed themselves to adapt it for the next time. And that was sometimes I will be there by my, in the evening by myself to see it by myself. And that's the best example how we can see that the team is then, yes, as a, from a management perspective, you can be very strong, committed to the team as we can see. And they can see also what we are doing with their feedback. I think that's a, that's a great benefit we have. Thank you for listening to the Hokuso Conversation. We hope you enjoyed this episode. 
If you did, please do share us with your friends and community. Take a look at our previous episodes and look out for our next ones. We look forward to you joining us on this unique exploratory journey.